Hello world! Welcome back to my one-person podcast, The Bible Abridged. Today's episode, and every episode moving forward, will be brought to you by Hangover Helper, previously Mother's Little Helper. You can cop some on hangoverhelper.nyc. Anyways, on to the motherfucking episode. 2 Samuel 4 So word spread to Ishbosheth that Abner had died, and Israel panicked. Ishbosheth had these two raider gang leaders at his disposal, named Recab and Benaiah, which kind of sounds like someone was trying to say banana and got cut short. Anyways, as anyone's ever played Fallout or watched football or whatever it is, raiders aren't loyal to anyone. And as soon as Ishbosheth realized his goose was cooked, these two raiders also decided his goose was cooked, and that they would be the ones to cook it. And by that I mean, these two raiders went into his throne room and stabbed him to death, then cut off his fucking head. Well, then they traveled all the way to Hebron and tried to celebrate with David, saying, Hey, we cut off your rival king's head. See? Here it is. And David was livid. David, who only likes killing to be his thing and his thing alone, decided to have these two raiders killed for the crime of killing the king that was trying to kill him. They cut off their heads and feet and hung their bodies up by the pool. Because that's the kind of thing you did back then. 2 Samuel 5 With Ishbosheth dead... All the tribes of Israel came together and declared that David was king, and then poured oil all over him, because he wouldn't be old oily Dave if they didn't keep doing stuff like that. Now Israel was united with Judah, and it was time for them to start a bunch more wars. First David decided to invade Jerusalem and take it back for the Israelites. When he and his army arrived, the soldiers were talking shit from behind the walls. Hey David, you can't get in here. Even our blind and crippled population could defend our city from your bitch ass. They said this, as the Bible literally says, because they thought, David can't get in here. But they were wrong. David captured the fortress of Zion and took control of Jerusalem, renaming it the city of David, which is what nobody calls it to this very day. David's first decree as the new leader of Jerusalem? The blind and otherwise disabled aren't allowed in the palace. What a hero. His next order of business was to get fucking. He took out a bunch of sex slaves and a few more wives and cranked out some children. Shamoah, Shabab, Nathan, Solomon, Ibhar, Elishua, Nepheg, Japhia, Elishama, Eliada, Eliphet, Eliphalet, which kind of sounds like elephant, Eliphant. Uh, it's also, we're going to get back to some of these people um, later, but for some reason the person writing this decided to mention this now. Anyways, once Jerusalem was all set and operating smoothly... David decided to go and kill a bunch of Philistines and steal their idols. David had been living among the Philistines for a while, and they kept him safe and kept him alive, and he almost fought alongside them when Saul was king, but now he was king and decided that he had to kill a bunch of them and steal their idols. He did this because he was an asshole. Well, still covered in Philistine blood, presumably, and with his sexual appetites more than taken care of, David decided it was time to take back the Ark of the Covenant. I don't, I didn't realize it was missing at this point, but I guess it was. He gathered 30,000 young men and went to Balah to get the damn thing back. When they were hauling it back, one of the oxen pulling it tripped on something and caused this guy Uzzah to catch the side of the ark on accident. God, being the forgiving, loving, perfect entity we all love so much, killed Uzzah right there on the spot. This made David worry that God might kill him too if he was so bold as to hold on to the ark himself. So he did the heroic thing and pawned it off on another house for a while and monitored them. Once it looked like they were doing fine, he took the ark into his own house. And then he got fucking wasted. 
He killed a bull and set it on fire, of course, because God loves the smell of burning flesh. And then he started handing out raisins and cakes and shit to everyone around him. Then he got more wasted and took off his clothes. Mikkel, his first wife, who had later gotten divorced and married another man until David demanded her return by force last episode, told him he shouldn't be dancing around naked in front of his slaves. She was like, hey, that's not very king-like behavior. And David admitted that she was right. Just kidding. He cursed her out and told her that he was going to get even weirder, and the slave girls were going to fucking love it. And then it just said, And Mikkel, daughter of Saul, had no children to the day of her death. I'm not sure those two things are related, but maybe they are. Second Samuel 7. Well, this whole verse is basically David trying to build a house for God, and God's saying he doesn't need one. So you can probably just skip over that. Second Samuel 8. After the whole God's house conversation, David went off and started killing again. He went and fought the Moabites. Once they were subdued, he made them lie in the ground in a long line and had his people take some measuring cords and measure them. Oh, then they killed most of them, only leaving people alive if they were under the third of the three measuring cords, which seems a little meticulous instead of just killing two-thirds of them in a simpler way. And then the Moabites became subject to him. I always wondered as a kid when they tell us stories about men like King David and Solomon would talk cover later, who had like 30 wives or whatever at this point. And I was like, how does this work out? Isn't the rule roughly like half and half male and female? And now I realize upon reading these stories that the men got killed like all the time. So there was probably a much more drastic women to men ratio. Anyways, well, David went killing more and more. He either killed or captured a prince named Hadadezer. Hadadezer. And captured a bunch of his men, sliced the hamstrings on almost all of his horses. Then when the Arameans came to help Hadadezer, David conquered them as well. And then he took all their solid gold shields that belonged to Hadadezer and his army, and were totally a real thing because gold is the kind of hard and light metal that makes good shields. He took those all back to Jerusalem. Other kings in the area started bringing him silver, gold, and bronze, and David was so happy that he decided to go kill 8,000 Edomites in the Valley of Salt. 2 Samuel 9. I didn't mention this earlier because I was on a roll with something else, but apparently Jonathan had a son named Mephibosheth, and he was about five years old when Saul was killed. And his nanny knew exactly what happens to children and grandchildren of kings once they get conquered. And if you don't know, well, they tend to get fucking murdered. So the nanny took the child and fled, which was smart. She also either tripped and fell on him or dropped him, it isn't clear, and he became partially paralyzed, which was not smart but still better partially paralyzed than dead. Now, if you remember the rule David made, no blind or disabled people are allowed at the palace, you'll be surprised by the turn the story takes. So David is feeling really bad about Saul and the whole thing and said, Is there anyone left in the house of Saul I can show kindness for? For my one true love, Jonathan? For his sake? Anyone except for Mikal because I hate her? Well, a man named Ziba showed up and told David about Mephibosheth. And then pointed out that he couldn't walk, and David didn't care and sent for the kid. When Mephibosheth arrived, probably a bit concerned that David was going to kill him, he bowed and offered to be whatever help he could be. And David said, no, fuck that. You're going to be my exception to my no cripples rule. You can even eat at my table. Mephibosheth then inherited all of Saul and his family's possessions and lived happily ever after. And on that happy note, we'll stop here. Well, thank you so much for listening, and make sure to check out hangoverhelper.nyc. Uh, they have free shipping in the U.S. If you don't drink, well, you can still buy some. I won't stop you. Uh, if the website is not set up yet, just come back soon because it should be up 
soon. Thank you for listening, and I will have more content soon.